bow our heads to him. Let's go to him in prayer. Father, truly, Lord, that's what we have to do, Lord, every day. Is give ourselves away to you, Lord. Give our thinking, give our hearts, give our emotions, give everything that we are to you every day. Lord God, we're just so thankful that we can come to you, Lord, in this hour, the time that we live in, Father. We can have a moment that we can worship you with believers of like precious faith. We ask, Lord, you just speak to our hearts tonight, Lord, that you would touch, Lord, lives. You know, the struggles and the, the things that we went through even this week, Lord, and you're mindful of them, Lord. You've heard about them. You know about them. God, we ask that you would just reach down and touch us, Lord, that we can recognize that you're an ever-present help in the time of trouble. And Lord, no matter what we're going through, no matter what struggles we're facing, no matter what circumstances that surround us, you're still God and you're still able. And Lord, we just ask that you would move, Lord, in a mighty way tonight, Lord, in hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Turn your Bibles to Philippians 4, verse 6. Man, it's always good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. To be together and to worship the Lord and to give Him glory and to give Him honor and to give Him praise. Amen. Amen. Let's see. Amen. Just read this here. It says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Amen. We'll let you be seated. Also, if you would just turn to Isaiah 26 and verse 3. And um, just want to read this. I'm going to read out of the Amplified Version. But it says here, you will guard him and keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, he leans on you, and he hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. Amen. And you know, uh, we live in a time that is uh, a lot of unrest around us, as we all know, if you Look at any kind of news articles or anything, and 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 out there in the world, it's a, it's wars and rumors of wars. There's all kinds of arguments and fusses and fighting and all kinds of things. But uh, you know, even going beyond all of that or bringing it closer to our home, even or to ourselves, even in ourselves, we're constantly seemingly at war. There's always something that we're facing. There's always something that we're battling. There's always uh, you know good, uh, bad things happen to good people. Uh, we're just because we're a believer, just because we're a son of God, just because we're a daughter of God, does not make us exempt from the attacks of Satan, does not make us exempt from the things that uh, and, uh, everybody else goes through. Amen. Because, you know, uh, we, we, have, we don't have a promise that says you'll not have a trial. We don't have a promise that just says you'll not have wars. We don't have a promise that you don't, won't have a battle. We don't have a promise that says you'll never have a bad doctor report. We don't have a promise that says that you'll be exempt from all these things. But we know through the scriptures that, uh, that we will face issues in our lives every day. I mean, it's something that arises just this week. I've heard of, uh, of saints that have faced death. I've heard of saints that have faced strokes. I've heard of saints that have, uh, that have faced heart problems and situations and homes and difficulties. It's something that we have to face because of the fall. And it's going to be... Be here until we leave this place. 
And so we don't ever want to try to preach or say that we'll never be without trouble. We'll always have trouble. And we don't want to preach a, a, a happy-go-lucky religion that you're going to be okay and, and you'll never have a problem, you'll never have a situation, you'll never have a bad doctor's report, you'll never have any of these things, but that's not what we believe. But we do believe that no matter what we go through or the wars that we're in, the trials that we're in, the problems that we're in, the bad doctor's report we receive or whatever, that we have a God who's with us. Amen. It's a never-failing presence in the time of trouble. Amen. And so, uh, you know, there's always going to be tensions in our lives. Amen. Brother Branham would speak of this and he'd say, you know, I was praying about that this morning about tension. He said, what would you do if you didn't have tension? He said, think of it. Tension is a part of living. There's a, uh, it said, that kind of encouraged me when I thought about it. He said, if you had no tension, you'd be like a rag dog. You would have no feelings. There'd be nothing you could work on. Like a husband and wife or something when they need to work on, especially Christians. And he said, but they come together and they find, if she finds out what she does, she finds out what he does. See, tension brings you closer together. Never thought about it that way, have you? Somebody tells you, well, I just think of the little wife that went under a lot of tension when you wasn't so good, or the husband went under some tension when you wasn't so good. Then when it's all forgiven, look how you feel about him now. See, you got to have tension in your life. Amen. Just think of feelings. What would you, if you didn't have any feelings, no pain or nothing, if there was no pain at all, you would not have no feeling at all. There'd be no feeling. There's one of your senses would be gone. See, God just gives us grace every time we go through these things. That we can stand up in the time of these issues. He said, he said, if I just stand up with that grace and stand there and say, we know that when this life is over, the great one on the other side, where we're looking to, he's going to come and he's going to make all wrongs right. Amen. He said, some people tries to introduce Christianity that you're free from worry or you're free from tension. You add tension when you become a Christian. It gets even more. Amen. He talks about when you receive the Holy Ghost, you know, it's not that now you got it made. He said, all the guns of hell is going to be pointed at you. Amen. But now, you, but listen, you've had the guns of hell pointed at you before, but now you've got a holding power on the inside of you. Amen. He said, when you become a real Christian, every moment you're wondering, am I pleasing to my Lord? If I, will I hear from him? See, you're on tension. It puts you on guard. It makes you what you are. Tension does that. Tension is a blessing. Mercy. Tension is a blessing. Amen. It, it says it's just the way you're looking at it. It's just the way you, you, you perceive it. He says no matter how thin you slice everything, you still got two sides of it. He said, oh, I want you to see both sides. What this tension. He said, I couldn't have been born without tension. There had to be muscles that were fighting to push you out of, through the birth canal and into the, out of the womb and into life. It took tension to bring you to who you are today. Amen. He says, it took tension for me to be born. It was this tension that drove me to Jesus Christ. Amen. It was, it's been a blessed thing to me. He said, so as Paul said, as though when he had attention or something or another, he had consulted the Lord to take it away from him three times. He, the Lord just responded and said, Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee. And he said, well, then I'll glory in my infirmities that when I'm weak, he is strong. And as long as it is the will of God, all right, I'll go with it. He said, I consulted with him one time when Brother Branham said, I used to have a scare. And I consulted with him. He said, it'll never scare you again. And it never has. He said, just go on and don't worry about it. He said, I just feel it sometimes. Come, try to come back. He said, but I don't worry about it no more. Amen. I won't be scared no more because he said so. But that tension was still there and try to come at him. He said, so if it's his will that it happened, I'll just embrace it and say, thank you, Lord, I'll walk that way you have chosen. Amen. So we will have tensions in our lives. We will have difficulties in our lives. We will receive reports that we don't like. We will receive things that we don't, we don't necessarily want to deal with. And we, we would love a time, amen, without the pain, without the suffering, without the, the things that we're dealing with. But that time is coming, amen. It is a promise that we have that there'll be no more sorrow. There'll be no more pain. There'll be no more sickness. There'll be no more death. There'll be no more tension. There'll be no more worry. There'll be no more fear. That time is coming. But while we yet remain, amen, we can have a peace in the middle of our storm. 
Amen. He said, let's turn to 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 3 and verse 1. He said, Beloved, I now write unto you in both that which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance that you might be mindful of the words which are spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles and the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after this tension. Listen, we got it on every side right now. We got some that's trying to make Brother Branham God, and we got some that's trying to make him a devil. Amen. It brings tension into your life. and It brings things. He said, but it's going to be there walking after their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were at the beginning of the creation. For this they are willing uh, or ignorant of, they're willingly ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that was then was being overflowed with water perished, but the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word had been kept in store reserved unto the fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men but beloved be not ignorant of this one thing that one day is with the Lord is a thousand days and a thousand years is one day the Lord is not slack concerning his promise so he said, don't, don't, don't get all worked up about it. Sure, this world has been destroyed. It's going to be restored, or destroyed again. Amen. But I'm going to come and I'm going to restore all things again and he said, I'm not slack concerning my promises, as some men count slackness, but long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, and which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burnt up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in a holy conversation and godliness? looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God wherein the heavens shall be on fire being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for a new heaven and a new earth where dwelleth righteousness wherefore brethren listen to this seeing what you look for that you look for such things be ye diligent that you may be found in him in what? In peace, without spot and blameless. You know, we pick up a bride without spot and blameless all the time. But he also wants you to be in peace. He told the disciples of all the things that were coming upon the earth. And he told them, he said, you're going to face this and you're going to face this. He said, I told you this, that you can have peace. Ain't that incredible? He'd tell them all the bad things that are coming. But he said, I've told you this so that you'll have peace. In other words, when you get there, I've already overcame those things. And even as I overcame, you shall also overcome. Amen. God is not slack concerning his promises. Amen. We, we want a peaceful time, but God don't look at peace like we look at. He looks at a peace that in the middle of your trouble, in the middle of your storm, in the middle of reading whatever the doctor's giving you, you can be at peace because there's a God that is on the scene for you. There's a God that has met the needs of the people. There's a God who walks among us. We can be at peace at these things. Scoffers are here and this is happening. We can be at peace because we know it's only a short time and we're going to receive our body. And we're going to be found spotless and blameless and in peace. Brother Randall says it like this. He says, trials come and the church gets all shook up. It's so easy for a congregation of people to do something to, to, to do that when something just don't seem to happen the way it's supposed to be. He said God makes it that way. God brings tensions into the church. <laughs> Why? To see how you're going to react. Amen. For every son that cometh to God must be tried and proven and tested. He lets sickness strike you. He lets diseases come upon you to test you, to prove you, to show the world. You're a seed of Abraham. He permits it by his own will. He permits that disasters. He permits, you say, well, how does he permit it? He permitted the first sin to come. He didn't have to. He could have stopped it all and, and redone the whole thing and started all over again. But he permitted it. He allowed it to come. He knew all the things it was going to lead to. 
He knew all the troubles that was going to come upon the earth. Listen, troubles didn't start in this age that we're living in. Troubles been here the whole time. Abraham faced trouble. Moses faced trouble. Every one of the prophets, every one of the children of God, every one of the others faced trouble. We all face, we live in a world of trouble. Amen. The sinner out on the street has trouble. They have times they can't pay their bills. Brother, brother Danny was speaking to me about a, a man he had spoke to and, and they was having, you know, was having problems paying their bills and he started showing them, look, if you'll, you'll cut your cable off and you'll cut your cigarettes out and you'll cut all this other nonsense out, you'll have money to pay all of this. They all got their troubles. Amen. We all will have troubles. We will have things that we face. But there's a God who's there to face it with us. Amen. There's a God who's there to answer in a time of sickness. There's a God who's there to answer in a time of trouble. Amen. He's an ever-present help. That means he's present every time. Hallelujah. He permits it. He permits disasters. He permits the friends to turn against you. He permits these things. He turns the devil loose to tempt you. He'll do, he'll do it all but take your life. He can throw you in a bed of affliction. He can turn your neighbors against you. He can turn the church against you. He can do almost anything. And it's God that permits him to do it. We're taught that these things are more precious than gold to us. Amen. So we will have these things. But that don't mean that in the time of that that you can't be at peace. Amen. Peace, uh, be at perfect peace in an imperfect time. In a time that's not perfect, we live in an imperfect world. We live in a time that's struggling. All nature is groaning. It's all happening. The world is turning upside down. I mean, all the, all the uh, atmospheres and things, tornadoes and hurricanes and all, and we're going to face them. But that don't mean that in the middle of our struggle and in the middle of our storm, we can't be at peace. Amen. But many times we bring this worry and distress, and I'm going to go through a couple of things here in the prayer lines. Brother Brandon would discern these things. He said, look, you look like you're distressed. You believe me as God's servant. You believe that the Spirit of God is here now. If I shall touch you, you'll get well. You're an awful deep thinker, aren't you, sister? Got a weary spirit, too. Always worrying about things. <laughs> oh, boy. Don't, don't, it's going to put your pitchforks down. Always worrying about things you ain't got no business to be worrying about. You're nervous, upset. And it's caused you to have blood, acid in your blood, which is give you arthritis. He said, go off the platform and be well in the name of Jesus Christ. Go and be healed. He said, come, sir. There's another one. As you walk to me, I see something moving. Here's what it is. It's anemia in your blood. One thing, you're a nervous person. No, not the kind that shakes and carries on, but a deep kind of thinking kind. You're always, as the old saying says, crossing bridges before you get to them, bringing up things that never happen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we all been there. Doctor comes in with his face a little bit worried looking and you start having all kinds of things in your mind. Oh, anybody ever been there, been there? Amen. Things are something, you know, uh, we live in, it's amazing to me. It just how much more fear is upon the earth right now. And just the time that I've been living. I remember as a kid, Brother Joe, I'd go out in the woods, me and Brother Daniel and Matthew Pruitt, and we would build forts. We would do all, there wasn't no cell phones back then. There wasn't nothing to keep up with us. We were just out in the woods. There were snakes out there then. There was trouble out there then. There was all kinds of things out there then. But we didn't care. And apparently our, our parents wasn't uh, worried about it either because they let us do it. It was a time we lived in. Some of you can remember, no doubt, walking down the street and riding your bike to school and never worry. Your parents didn't worry about some pedophile picking you up. Didn't worry about those things. It wasn't there, but it's just getting more and more and more and more and more. Amen. My, my, you know how it is today. You send a text and they don't answer you back in about two seconds. You've got all kinds of things in your mind. Man, they done had a wreck. They done did this. This has done happened. All this. And the devil's constantly warring at you. 
Amen. It's amazing that we got more contact and able to see and hear and talk to each other faster, but we got more worry and more fear. More anxiety, more things that we worry about that we didn't use. Our parents never used to worry about. Because we start crossing bridges before we ever get there. Building things up that never happened. Another one says, you're a very nervous person, not a nervous kind of shaking and jumping. You know, I don't see nobody in here doing nothing. Well, I'm just scared to death. I think what he's talking about. On the inside of them, it's It's moving. Worries there and fears there, and like what's going to happen tomorrow, you know, and things are going on. Crossing bridges, he said, You're always thinking. He said, You're always thinking. You're always thinking and taking other people's troubles. You cross bridges before you get there. That's an old expression. That's your nature. That's your makeup. But your trouble is, you've got stomach trouble now from that, and that's exactly what caused it. He says the ulcerated stomach calls from a nervous condition. It causes souring and belching and everything, a floaty feeling, smothering you when you lay down. And you think you have heart trouble, but it's not heart trouble. It's the excess gas from the tube to your heart. You believe you're going to be healed? He's here to do it. Amen. Amen. He says another one. He says you have, a, you have to do what I tell you to do in a few minutes. Accept your healing right now and go out and be just as happy as you can be. Singing and rejoicing. You've always been under a strain like that. You've always been nervous since you were born. You're, I'm not reading your mind. You're, but your life is, I can go back to you as a little girl. You always get scared. A lot of times things frighten you. It makes you real nervous. You feel that way. You're upset. You're always deep thinking. You're crossing bridges before you get to them. But you're healed now. You can go home and eat your supper. I don't know if I even put it here. Maybe I'll get to it. But as it's on my mind, Brother Branham in discernment talks about another one that was nervous. And he said, the reason why I know, he said, it was a black spirit that came by me and going, whoa. He said, but it's gone now. And the Holy Spirit's here. He said, now go home and be well. Amen. Amen. He said, you believe, lady, would you do what I told you to do, being that you're standing here in all your life, you've been nervous. You're not a nervous person that shakes. You're a nervous person by thinking. You're always pre-planning things, going ahead and planning stuff. Usually it never happens. We call it crossing bridges, and it's called stomach trouble. It's so many of these things, one right after another. Crossing bridges, weary because of it, nervousness because of it. He said, you have a strange nature, a deep thinker, always crossing bridges before you get to it. He said, it's always a bad thing, but it never happens the way you plan for it to happen. And by it, you develop a stomach issue. Nervousness is an awful thing. It hurts. It causes all kind of trouble and everything else. But God heals nervousness. Amen. You believe that. You're a deep thinker, son. You're one of those type of people that crosses bridges. Never happens the way you think it's going to happen anyhow. You always want a place to put your foot on so you can start. You've longed to find that place. You're on that ground right now. Hallelujah. You never want to come up here to a manhood to be a neurotic and weary and upside down. You're too nice a young man for that. But that shadow now hung over you. It's gone now. Your faith has taken it away. I didn't even have to lay a hand on him. His faith, that dark shadow that hung on him, his own faith did it without even a prayer. What happened? His mind was turned from his problems and from what might be a problem or may be a problem. You know, that's what the devil gets us tore up over a lot of times is what might be a problem. Might be, maybe, I don't know. And we get so tore up about it. But it, Brother Branham, through the discernment, turned his mind was turned from the worry and the fear to faith. To believe that God was able for his situation. And in that moment, God delivered him of that thing. Don't you know God can heal nerves? That's what he says here. It's hard for a nervous person to get a hold of it. But you've been wanting a place to put your foot down. You stink too much. Crossing bridges before you get to it and taking other things you don't need to. You don't do it no more. Now, see, you don't feel bad now. It's off of you. You go believing it'll never come again. 
Let's turn back to our reading in Philippians 4. I want to read this one right here too. See, you, don't, you do a lot of worried about things crossing bridges before you get them. Build castles that never come to pass. But if you'll believe me as God's prophet, the diabetes will leave you and you'll go home and be well. Mercy. I want to read this in the Amplified Version now. It says, Rejoice, Philippians 4 and verse 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Boy, there's a good spot to preach right there, isn't it? That no matter what situation you're in, you still can rejoice. You don't have to have some weary, wowsy spirit on you because you're going through a hard time and a bad time. It don't have to be that way. He said, Rejoice in the Lord always. Always, every situation. I know sometimes that's easier said than done, Brother Timothy. Yes, but the word says rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. In other words, delight or gladden yourself in him. And again, I say rejoice. In other words, take your eyes off your circumstances. And quit thinking about what might be or will be or who cares. If it's a proven fact, it don't matter. I'm going to rejoice anyhow. I'm going to delight in the Lord. I'm going to cast down my troubles. I'm going to cast down this situation. And I'm going to lift myself up by delighting in the Lord. Let all men know and perceive and recognize your unselfishness, your consideration, your considerateness, your forbearing spirit. The Lord is near. He is coming soon. Oh, that's something to get happy about. <laughs> Amen. Well, you, hey, listen. I said, we, me and Brother Tim was driving down the road. He called Brother Dan Dyer. And after that Sunday service a couple weeks ago, he said, I've been telling everybody, don't worry about your sickness. God's coming. Don't worry about your problems. God's coming. Don't worry about your job situation. God's coming. It's very near. Amen. You get that in your heart and it begins to sing. He's coming soon. He's coming soon. All that other stuff will just fade away. It don't matter no how. Amen, the job will take care of itself. Those things will take, amen, it'll work out anyway, a lot of times better than what we got in our own minds. And the devil's been beating us and beating us and beating us. Don't worry about it. He's coming soon. The Lord is at hand. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. But in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition, defined request. With thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. Continue to speak to Him. I, well, I ain't felt Him. Continue to speak to Him. The Lord is at hand. Continue to talk to Him. The Lord is on the way. Amen. What happens if you give up and help ain't made it there and it's on the way? Amen. We ain't giving up. The help is on the way. It might be 20 some days like it was with Daniel, but I know he heard my request. Help is on the Lord is at hand. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and ever in everything by prayer and petition to find requests with thanksgiving. Continue to make your wants known unto God and God's peace. And God's peace. We're not talking about human peace. We're talking about God's peace. Amen. We're not talking about the world's peace. We're talking about God's peace. And God's peace shall be yours. The tranquil state of a soul assured of its salvation of Christ through Christ. How many is assured of your salvation through Christ? And so fearing nothing from God, oh, hallelujah, amen, I'm, I'm assured that I am his son. Therefore, I'm not fearing anything bad from him because he said he wouldn't do it. God don't put sickness on nobody. God don't put those things, those, those situations in your life. He permits it, but God don't do it. It's the devil that does it. Amen. And so fearing nothing from God and being content with this earthly lot of whatsoever it is, that peace, God's peace, which transcends all understanding, that peace is greater than your thinking. 
because you're thinking it gets you in a lot of trouble. We just read about it. That peace transcends or rises above all understanding. <laughs> oh, this is going to get better and gooder and gooder. Shall garrison and mount a guard over your heart and minds in Christ Jesus. He says, for the rest, brethren, whatsoever true, whatsoever things are worthy of reverence and honorable and seemingly, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things is pure, whatsoever things is lovely or lovable, whatsoever things is kind and wholesome and gracious, if there is any virtue or any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think and weigh it out and take account of these things and put them in your mind. Hallelujah. Amen. See this word here. Amen, this word passes. I want to draw your attention to it for a moment. It's a, it's a Greek word. And it's, it's called hooper echo. And it breaks down in two parts. Just bear with me for a moment. We'll get it, we're going to get into some wonderful things here. I hope it'll help you realize what God has for you. It's not a temporary peace. With a temporary outcome. Amen. He says here that, that it's, a, it's, a, uh, it's called Hooper Echo. It depicts something that is way beyond measure. It carries the idea of superiority. Something that is utmost, paramount, foremost, first rate, first class, and top notch. It's greater and higher than better than. It's superior to, it's preeminent, it's dominant, and it's incomparable. More than a match for this peace is more than a match for your situation. This peace is more than a match for your sickness. This peace is more than a match for whatever thing you're going through. Unsurpassed and unequaled. The second part of the word passes is another word called echo. It means I have as someone who holds something in his possession. It can be translated, it's not only to hold it in your possession, it's yours to keep. Hallelujah. It's yours to possess. It's yours to have. It's yours to hold. It's yours to acquire. Amen. The word that with these words are compounded in one. They form the word hooper echo. Amen. Which means there's a peace so superior that is held above all other types of peace. It's a peace that transcends. It's a peace that outdoes. It's a peace that surpasses. It's a peace that excels. It's a peace that rises above and it goes beyond over the top of any other kind of peace. It's an implication that, in it, that people may try to find peace in other places, but there's no peace like the peace of God. The peace of God completely outshines every other attempt to produce peace. And this is the peace that you're promised. Amen. It causes it to stand in a category by itself. There's absolutely nothing in the world that can compare to the peace of Almighty God. He continues to tell us, Paul does, that this peace surpasses or excels all understanding. This word understanding is another Greek word. It's, it's for the mind. This word refers to the ability to think. The ability to reason or to understand or to comprehend. It also mean, depicts the mind as a source of all human emotions. In the Greek, the word mind represents the inner powers of a person. Thus the place where, from which a person rules or controls his environment and the world around him. The Greek word emphatically depicts the mind as a central control center for the human being. Therefore, it is understood that the condition of a mind is determined by the conditions of one's life. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. So he uses this word. Amen. That's there. It's a, uh, uh, it's a hard word to pronounce. Furio, if I'm saying it right. It explicitly tells us that God's peace, if allowed to work in our lives, will stand at the gates of our heart, acting as a guard. Amen. It's a Greek word. It expresses the idea of soldiers who stand faithfully at their posts of the city and guard the gates and they control who goes in and who goes out. 
Hallelujah. They serve as a gate monitor and no one is allowed to enter without their approval. Amen. So this word, this peace stands upon your heart and your mind is a guard that when a thought comes in and says, no boy, you're not coming in here. Amen. It gives you the power to cast down Satan. The peace that passes all understanding shall be yours. It means, let me back up. When God's peace is ruling, nothing can get past that divine guard and slip into your heart or mind without its approval. It means you can refuse to allow the devil access to you. (laughs) It means you can refuse him to throw you into a state of panic or a state of anxiety or push any button inside you any longer. Because there's a hand of peace. There's a guard of peace that is upon you. That when the devil comes and he tries to incite your mind with anxiety or fears or whatever. There's a guard there that says, no boy, this is not your time. Taking these words together. Let me back up a minute. When the peace of God is standing guard at the entrance of your heart and mind. The devil has lost his access to your thoughts. He's, all, he's lost his access to your emotions. So understanding this, with these words in mind, we can read it like this. And the peace of God, a peace so wonderful that it cannot be compared to any other type of peace. A peace that stands in a category by itself. And it rises far above and goes beyond anything the human mind could ever think, could ever reason, could ever imagine, or produce by itself. And it will stand at the entrance of your heart and mind, working as a guard to control, to monitor, to screen everything that tries to access your mind, your hearts, and there you buy your emotions. By using this word, Paul tells us that the peace of God will keep and guard us. It'll guard our hearts. It'll guard our mind. God's peace will surround your heart and mind. Just as a band of soldiers, as a band of soldiers would keep dangerous enemy from entering the city and breaking into the special and private places. It's the same way peace keeps fretfulness. It keeps anxiety. It's peace keeps worry and all of the wiles of the devil from breaking into your life. When this peace is active in your life, it surpasses all natural understanding. All natural understanding. That's why you can see people with issues in their life I've seen people go through some incredible things that personally I pray I never go through. And God keep them in the middle of their storm. We've got a family right now that's just went through incredible things. The Burr's family. Loss of their mother and daddy. Incredible thing. But somehow God can keep them in the middle of their storm. You know, it's been said, I've read, I read a quote, I don't know who quoted it, but it's a wonderful quote, or who come up with it, said it. It says, sometimes God calms the storm, sometimes God calms me. He's not always going to just say, you know, it wasn't in every situation that he stepped and he just said, peace, be still, and the winds ceased. There was times of turmoil. There was times of things happening. You know, it was four days that, that the, that the, um, that the uh, brother, the sisters of Lazarus had to go through great tension, anxiety and fears and things and wonder why. Could you imagine the thoughts that went, went through their head? When their friend Jesus, who they had pretty much had left their they left all their 
religious ideas and followed him and, and seen who he was. And, 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 and all of a sudden they send word that their brother's dying. And instead of coming and, and praying for him, he just turns and he goes the opposite direction. But God had a greater plan. He got had a greater revelation of himself. He wanted to give. I mean, he'd healed the sick. He had, he'd healed the leper. He'd healed the blind man. He'd healed all kinds of people. But he wanted to show them, not only am I a healer, I can bring a person that's four days dead in the grave and bring, I am the resurrection life. He's wanting to show them in the middle of this tension, it's getting greater and greater and greater. And they're going deeper and deeper and deeper. He's saying, I want to show you, I'm greater. It's only a greater outpouring. It's only a greater experience. It's only a greater wonder. It's only a greater miracle. Tensions come in our homes and we don't know what to do with sometimes. We don't know how to handle it. I'd say, God, let your peace guard my heart. Lord, that I don't react or say something the wrong way and cause it to be worse than what it would have been. He says this in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 11. Finally, brethren, farewell, rejoice. Be strengthened, perfected, complete. Made what you ought to be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be encouraged, consoled, and comforted. Be the same agreeable mind one with the other. Live in peace. And then the God of love who is the source of affection, goodwill, and love, and benevolence toward men, the author and the promoter of peace, will be with you. So live in peace. Because the promoter of peace, the prince of peace, he will live with you. He'll be not just with you, he'll be even in you. He'll be in the middle of every storm you go through. Hallelujah, what a peace we ought to have when we realize the Holy Ghost, God himself reigns on the inside of our heart. That means where I am, he's there also. What I'm going through, he's going through also. Whatever circumstance I'm in, he's in the same circumstance. Whatever doctor's report I'm hearing, he's hearing it too. He's a personal God. He said, I'll not be with you, but I'll be even in you. To the end of the world. There's another one. He said, you want to get over that cancer, sister? Accept Jesus as your healer right now. I believe you, Lord Jesus. God bless you. Go on your road, sister, and be made well. Oh, he's near. If you can believe, he's near. The whole building is becoming an amber light. The whole building is becoming an amber light. (laughs) Everywhere, have faith in God. Believe on Him with all your heart. What are you worrying about that cancer for? Both of you, you and your husband both, been scared about it right behind you. That man, yes, I'm talking to you. Yes, I'm talking to you. If you want to be healed, stand upon your feet in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be healed. How about you that's worried about some problem? Yes, I'm talking to you. You want to be delivered? Amen. Why don't you stand in faith and say, this God can move a mountain. I'll be in peace in the middle of my storm. How about you? Yeah, I'm talking to you that's got problems in your family. This God will reign in my home. This God will be my peace. This God, yes, I'm talking to you. Hallelujah. What about you that's been bound by worry and fear and anxiety and depression? Yes, I'm talking to you. Why don't you say, God, you're more than enough. I give it all to you. I lay my burdens at your feet. Amen. Maybe you heard a bad doctor's report. Why don't you hand that report to him and say, God, I can't do nothing with it, but you're more than able. You're more than able. This is a peace that passes all. Oh, it transcends. It goes beyond the greatest thought you could ever have. Well, you say, I see myself already a winner. Well, hallelujah, you're just catching up with him. He saw you a long time ago. And he's been at peace about it. And he knows that everyone that is, I have called, they will come. 
God's not worried about it. Why should you worry about it? Hallelujah. No matter what your situation is tonight, God's not worried about it. So you quit worrying about it. You quit fretting about it and say, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Yeah, I'm talking to you tonight. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sister Lynn, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sister Mariah, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Sister Karen, is there anything too hard for the Lord? No, sir, there's not. Brother Drew, is there anything too hard for the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. It's time we quit our fearing and our worrying and our anxiety. We just cast it off. Has one fear, one anxiety, one worry ever done you a bit of good? Throw it away. Stand and be healed. Hallelujah. Stand together. Hallelujah. Amen. I just feel this is the moment to tell that if it's all right. Brother Drew, right there. Just this week, the doctor's been checking some things on him. He had to go get some shots, too, and been really painful in his arm. His mom had told him the testimony about his healing. Ooh, I hope I can say this without just falling apart. Told him about his healing. Told him how he went to the prayer line, and God touched him, and had this certain blanket wrapped around him. So the day he wanted to, he was going to take a nap, so he come willing, walking in there with this blanket. And he said, Mama, is this the blanket that I was prayed for in? said, yeah, that's it. He said, I'm going to go lay down and take a nap. Went in there and laid down, took a nap. Came back in a little bit later after he'd woke up. He'd been hurting in his arm from those three shots he'd had or four shots, whatever it was. Been hurting and real painful about it. He said, Mama, he said, Jesus, it's all right now. He said, the pain ain't there no more. He said, Jesus woke me up and I seen him. He was praying for me. Said he kissed me on the arm and it's over with. <laughs> Hallelujah! The same Jesus prayed for you, prayed for you, prayed for you. He said, I tell you this, that you can have peace. Don't worry about the world. I've already overcame the world. And in overcoming the world, he's overcome every problem. He's overcome every sickness. He's overcome every disease. Oh, glory to God. He's overcome every trouble. He's overcome every trial. He's overcome every temptation. This God is a mighty God. Be at peace, little children. Not the world, the peace that the world can take away. But God's peace reign in your hearts. How many say, God, I accept your peace right now? In the situation I'm going through, I accept it right now. Reign in my heart, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and talk to your God right now. This is a moment. Amen. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, I accept my healing. I, whatever it is, just say, Lord, I accept it. And I'm going to just stand here. I'm going to believe it because your word said it. Amen. I ain't got to be all stirred up and worried about it. I'm just going to stand here in faith. I'm going to believe. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He's here to deliver hearts tonight with a peace that passes all understanding. Break off that old worry. Break off that stuff that's causing high blood pressure. Break off that stuff that's causing sugar diabetes. All that arthritis. Just break it off. I believe in a God who's able. Yeah, he's more than able. I'm going to put my faith there. I'll take my thoughts and turn them towards Jesus. Musicians can come. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Now let's just praise the Lord. Can you praise Him for a minute? Just praise Him. Lift your voice. Amen. Open your mouth and just begin to say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's sing that praise the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for doing what you promised you'd do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for 
taking my worry and my fear and my anxiety and all that stuff and my doubts. Why don't you cast the doubts down? Just throw them down at his feet. Hallelujah. Let's just worship the Lord. My troubled soul Why so weighed down Oh yes You are not made To bear this heavy load Cast all your burdens Upon the Lord For He cares Jesus cares He cares Jesus cares, He cares for you, and all your worrying won't help you make it through. Oh, yes. Cast all your burdens. Cast all your burdens oh, upon the Lord, and trust again in the promise Hallelujah. of Trials come, how you so easily forget. 